This is Songwriting Our Way Out of Here with Leah G and Marlock. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Songwriting Our Way Out of Here. I'm Leah G and I'm here with Marlock again. Hi Marlock, how are you? Hello guys, I'm alright, I'm alright. And today we've got a special guest, um, Jennings Couch. He is a singer and songwriter living in London and we're going to ask him a few questions about his um, career so far and his new EP and uh, yeah hi Jennings how are you hi how you doing yeah I'm very well thanks so cool to have you on a podcast yeah it's really cool to be here <laughs> so we're gonna just ask you a few questions like we always start kind of like way back like when did you get started doing music like what was what is your first musical experience that you can kind of remember yeah yeah gosh I mean I think it goes right back to when I was like six or seven years old. Um, I, for some reason, I got really into Green Day. I don't know why. Oh, cool. um, oh I, no, actually, no, I do know why. Sorry, because <laughs> I was at school in New York and the drummer's daughter to Green Day was at my school. And oh, I just wow. thought that was like, yeah, I thought that was the coolest thing. I think his name is Trey Cool um, and her name was Ramona and she was in my class. And so I just thought it was super cool. So I got into Green Day, That's right, sick. really early. Um, and then one day just asked my mom for guitar lessons and she was like, hell yeah. Um, and phew, that was it, really. Just picked up a guitar, started learning and yeah, that was it. <laughs> How old were you when you picked up the guitar then? I was about seven, I think. Yeah, wow. yeah that's pretty early. Yeah, I was, I was about seven years early. old. Um, but, you know, I started learning guitar and then I kind of immediately wanted to learn like other things like piano and drums and all that kind of stuff. So... I got a drum kit and I got, you know, we already had a piano in the house. So I was just doing like kind of loads of musical stuff. Um, but I, just, I hated when my guitar teacher would teach me like other people's songs. I didn't really want to learn other people's songs. I wanted to like know how to make my own. So that kind of got me into songwriting. And then 
yeah, that led to where I am now. <laughs> I totally get that because, uh, yeah, I, I was the same. Still yeah. kind of am, you know. Yeah. Like, I prefer to play my songs than, than play covers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Really There's something about it. Yeah. yeah, totally. Are your parents then quite musical? No. So they have nothing to do with music at all. Um, but they were just really open-minded and, you know, wanted me to kind of follow my dreams and stuff. So they just really pushed me to nice. do it. Um, even though some days, you know, I didn't want to wake up at seven in the morning for a piano lesson. But, you know, my mom was like, no, you have to do it. You have to do it. Um, so <laughs> in the end, it paid off, I think. Yeah. That's really cool. Totally. So like, yeah, and with musical oh. instruments, that that's the thing, right? Sorry. Lee. Um, <laughs> mu musical instruments, that's the thing is it's all about consistency, right? When you want to learn, because especially yeah. at the beginning, it is really hard. So you either have a very strong interest and a lot of willpower mm -hmm. or yeah you've got someone who constantly reminds you that you have to practice yeah <laughs> well it, it was weird because like I, my sister like i have two younger sisters and they were both doing guitar and piano lessons at the same time as me and like you know we we hated waking you know we were like i was like 10 years old i hated waking up early in the morning like on a saturday right for the piano teacher to come and you know it was really annoying but there came a point when you learned enough like when you were able to actually use your hands properly and like even have independence of your hands you know because you get you're in that point where you're like playing chopsticks on the piano where they have to be symmetrical but once you lose like that you gain independence in your hands then you like this whole world opens up and you can like really just start to to enjoy playing you know it becomes less of a chore and more of like an enjoyment which i really like yeah that's really good then that your mom forced you out of bed in the mornings absolutely absolutely Definitely yeah yeah i mean i hated it at the time but it, <laughs> i'm happy for it now Stayed off. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned like growing up in New York. Um, so yeah. when did you actually get to the UK then? How, how did that all come along? We, my whole family moved to the UK in 2005. So yeah. I was like nine years old or something. Um, and I just became like completely anglicized. Like I fell in love with everything English. Um, I don't even like, I don't even go back to America or anything anymore. I don't, you know. I have no desire to go back there. <laughs> mm. um, I'm completely like in this culture now, which is really weird. But yeah. That's pretty cool though. Like <laughs> growing up, well, in New York. In, I mean, it was good memories. I, ha I have good memories of New York. Yeah. Um, mm. But I, as a city, I much prefer London. London's so much cooler. That's cool. <laughs> so you moved to London straight away or did you? Uh, we actually else? lived in the country um, just outside. People might know of a town called Slough, which is, gets a really bad name, but I lived like next to Slough. Um, nice. <laughs> and yeah, so that's why I grew up. It really does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So uh, when it comes to music, I think, yeah, tell us a little bit about your style, you know, and, and so on kind yeah. of like introduce it to the yeah, listener absolutely. what so, um, sort of music would you say you play it's a funny question you know like your style and stuff i mean i, I <laughs> as i was growing up and writing music i went through loads of different styles like when i was a kid i was listening to heavy metal and then i went through a period when i was like 16 where i loved ben howard and i was wanting to play the guitar like ben howard and all that kind of stuff um and then as i got to university i was like 18 to 20 i discovered kind of just like this you know the alternative genre of, of music like you know kind of like the whole 21 pilot scene um where they're mm -hmm. mixing up rap and rock and 
a bit of metal here and there. I mean, and I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world, like to mash up all those genres and do it really well. Um, so that just set me on a path to like just alternative music, I guess. Um, I mean, and I like, I like things heavy. It kind of goes back to when I was a kid listening to like heavy metal. I like things with a lot of grit. Um, I don't know why, you know, it's just, so I always have to add a bit of that in my music somewhere. But um, I would say it's, yeah, my sound is just completely alternative, I think. Very yeah, which cool. is cool. It's just, I think for all of us to a certain extent, right? All the music genres that we've been listening to throughout the years and, you know, we listened to when we were kids and so yeah. definitely have an influence in our sound. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so, it's so, so weird. I guess to there'll be a little <laughs> bit of Green Day there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to think the music I was listening to, like when I was like 12 years old, 13 years old, is still influencing the way I write. It's really weird. <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. Weird and wonderful. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, w what are you listening to now? Um, What's your new Green Day? I'm, I'm like, I'm always on the lookout, like for, you know, new kind of alternative artists or bands. Um, there's an artist I really like called Grandson. I think he's from. Oh, really he's from somewhere in America. Do you know Grandson? Yeah, yeah. He's oh really my good. god! I mean, I'm obsessed with him. Like what he's doing is just incredible, and he's so political as well. Like his mm. lyrics. Um, but I just love the mashup of like hip hop and rock and like, I just think it's so cool. I love it. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, I'm always searching for new stuff in that genre, really. Pretty cool. <laughs> we like, we looked at like all the people like you wrote songs with and it's like Kevin Mulpass. Like Kevin he's Mulpass, on literally yeah. almost every song. So yeah, we wanted to know yeah. like how you met him and like, how he's kind of like shaped your style of writing because you yeah, seem to be do you writing know what? a lot with him. Um, gosh, I mean, one of the best things that ever happened to me in my career was meeting Kevin. Um, and it happened when I was at BIM, actually. Oh, so okay. I was at BIM and then I just finished first year of university and um, one of the tutors was having, oh, you know, Martin Sutton, right? Yeah. So he was having a retreat in Spain. Um, so I went and Kevin was one of the mentors on the retreat. And, uh, yeah, we had session like the first day and uh, we just hit it off. And so he said, you know, when we get back to London, come to my studio and we'll start writing. And we did like an album's worth of music, um, while I was at second year of uni. And, um, I almost didn't go third year because I was like, you know, what's the point? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm already doing what I want to do. Mm. Um, and they were repeating themselves anyway at, at school and that kind of thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it all... <laughs> It almost wasn't worth it. So, um, but I, I did go third year because I thought, oh, fuck it. I've done two. I might as well finish, you know, get the degree, yeah. even though it means nothing. Um, exactly. Right. You might as well get the piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But Kevin was, you know, I was working with Kevin all through my uni years. And um, but then he moved to France last year. So uh, <laughs> I haven't been able to see him as much as I would like. But uh, but it's, it's good because then I've been branching off working with other artists, other producers and... Um, yeah, just sort of really finding myself as an artist, I think. Yeah, really cool. How do you find co-writing? Sorry? Um, how do you find co-writing? Like doing co-writes with all oh, the people? I, I love, love co-writing, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's sort of... I mean, I, I, lo I always love writing on my own as well. But, um, you know, I, I, when I'm on my own, I tend to get stuck a lot, you know? I tend to get stuck on an idea or not know where to go or something. But I love co-writing because you can just bounce off ideas and this and that, so... 
yeah, I'm totally open to co-writing. Absolutely. That's awesome. Like yeah. you released your your first single, Saviour, in 2018. Like, how did you know that like you were ready for li- releasing your music? Like, what made you say, okay, now I'm ready, and now I'm gonna start releasing? Yeah. Something? Well, f- well, funny enough, um, that wasn't the first single I released. I I released probably like four or five before Saviour. Oh wow. Um, and they were all done with Kevin. And but that time I was like 17, 18, and like. I was still finding myself, you know, mm. but once, once I, once like Kevin and I were in the studio working on Savior, I was the, the whole time I was like, holy fuck, like, this is me. I was like, this is my sound. Like, this is, you know, I finally found what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I decided we took down everything before that on Spotify and every, we took it all down. Wow. Um, and I basically had a restart with Savior um, because I was like, I know, this is it. Like, I know exactly what I'm doing now. It was like kind of a light bulb moment, you know, like yeah. you just, it's like ding, you're like fuck. <laughs> um, so yeah, we took it all down and started with Savior. And I mean, from there, I've just been like, you know, rolling off because like now I'm such in like a momentum. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just running <laughs> like nonstop. That's sick. That's sick. Yeah. That's so cool. I think you actually released that just before I met you actually. Um, I think, I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really like yeah, that song. And I think, yeah, I met you in like February 2019 or something at that gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. But yeah, oh, man, it's such, crazy. A, such a good song. I know, it's oh, crazy. Thank you. Right, and now you've released an EP, right? Recently? Yeah, so uh, first ever EP, which is really scary. But um, but yeah, I was happy to do it because I, I took on a manager a few months ago. And so she thought it might be a good time to to release you know an EP um like my world is always singles I, I just I love releasing singles one after another because I can do it easily like one a month you know mm-hmm. um so to put five tracks out at like the same time I was like oh my god <laughs> is this gonna work you know um and it's still early days it's only been out a few weeks so you know we're still kind of like we're still doing promotion and trying to yeah just get it shared around and everything but um but yeah I'm happy with it I don't think I'll do it again for a long time, but <laughs> I think I'll, I'll go back to singles. I, I kind of miss it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, it's just different, isn't it? It's like yeah. releasing one at a time gives you also yeah that breathing space, right? Yeah, to, yeah. To you know think about um, what you want to communicate with it, exactly. also to do the promo, etc. I guess with an EP, it's a bit more difficult. So. I don't know. How, how did you do it? What's kind of like the story behind that? Um, well, we actually included um, two like previously released singles on the EP. So the lead single is You Taste Like Water, which was only released like kind of a month before the EP. Um, and I had to include it at the top because I just felt like it was the the most representative song of the whole body of work. Because, you know, like the whole the whole EP is about like, kind of social change, looking through the lens of social media and kind of like dabbling in the pros and cons of, of social media. I mean, I've, I'm kind of fascinated in like the digital age and how we how we communicate and stuff um, because I'm really not good on social media. Like I, I don't enjoy using social media. Um, so I kind of get out that anxiety about with, with writing about it, you know? Um, I think the first time I did that was with a song called Love Hearts, which was about written about emojis and stuff, because that was like a couple of years ago when like people were using, using emojis for everything. Um, so, and it, uh, yeah, and I was just never comfortable, you know, 
being authentic on social media. So I just found writing songs about it kind of kind of helps with that. And I think many of us can sympathize with that feeling yeah, for yeah. sure because it's Especially kind of artists. like imposed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of imposed upon us to to go and, you know, do all the social media stuff. I mean, it's hard. Like as an artist, like you know, that. we have to make all the music and do all the artwork and then you're expected to like become this persona like on the other side. You almost have to become like a character and present yourself to the world and it's like fucking hell you know i just spent months in the studio and now i got to become this other thing you know it's a lot of work and it, it's oh it's really intimidating it is and you become a marketing machine well, as well exactly which is yeah exactly not, not what you want to do <laughs> <laughs> at least i don't <laughs> oh, gosh. so yeah right I totally feel that so we're going to talk about two tracks on your ep like oh, tell yeah. us a little bit about um taste like water because that's obviously the yeah. track. i mean this song i mean gosh like it's so weird because i've had that idea i actually had that title you taste like water in written in my phone like as a note for like five years um wow. i don't know why i i don't know if i heard it somewhere or somebody <laughs> said it but every time i hear something i just write it down if it sounds cool because it become a title or a lyric in a song or something so I had it in my phone and I just, I don't know, I just always, it was always in the back of my head. So eventually I, I was sitting here and it was sort of at, you know, January, February when I finished it. Um, I wasn't really doing anything and I was kind of bored. So I just thought, oh man, let me, let me start that song, you know, like that, that idea. So yeah, like just sat down. It was one of those, like in a week, it was like done. You know, it was just like, <laughs> just like getting it, getting it all out. You know what I mean? And because the idea had been there for so long, um, it just came out like super fast. Um, and I was like so happy. And uh, Josh, you know, my good friend and producer, he, he did that one. Um, and he totally gets like what I'm going for, my sound and everything. So, yeah, no, um, I've, I loved it. <laughs> I can't believe Fake news coming off my screen Gold dust over everything Flip through and I see your face Cover up with pixelates But you're so lovely in reality To the old ways Act like it's a school day Making up shit about someone Try to start a revolution You still got the same face But it's tied to a new name You can't hide forever Cause your past will never die I got the eye of a tiger And the tongue of a liar You're lucky you're not my taste
desert Looking for reception Getting so lost I'm over this I'm the only one to turn wine into water Praise chemical roulette mm, yeah so um that was fun because that was with a producer called um called Golzar and uh he I've never worked with him before he was referred to me through a friend so it was kind of an experiment like with a new producer in a new studio um you know and just seeing what could happen really so again he he totally got the vibe I was going for because I love mixing like electronic and organic sounds and stuff so um mm -hmm. he totally understood that and um then it was just down to writing the lyrics. And again, it was throwing around ideas like, you know, what I like to talk about, what I like to write about. And um, I actually went back to one of my super, super old songs, which was called Serotonin, which was about like uh, the chemical in your brain. Because I, I sometimes like mentioning chemicals and stuff. So we, you know, we landed on chemical because um, that's just kind of sounds cool. <laughs> and uh, roulette about, you know, taking a chance, taking a risk and everything. So the whole song became this thing of like, just, you know, like taking a risk, like a leap of faith, like not, not caring about what happens in, in life and just going for it, like following your dreams, following your path. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what the song became. <laughs> Under, hypnotically, monotony, just trying to be.
I guess to just kind of like wrap up things um yeah what's what's next for you what's yeah what's your so next um, step? the ep's come out which is good that's all sorted um actually just today i announced a uh, online store that i'm opening up so i've got merchandise for the first time ever which is, yeah really exciting uh and the store opens on friday so I'm really excited for that. Go buy merch. <laughs> <laughs> Go support um, artists. Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> Go and support artists, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So that's exciting. And um, I'm just going back to singles now. Just going back to writing and releasing singles. Um, I've already got the next one finished, ready to go. And I'm working on the, the one after that. So, yeah, just singles and shooting my own videos at home which is super awkward but you know <laughs> it's, it's got, gotta be done it's gotta be done yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome well i can't wait for you to release more singles they're all bangers and i'll keep listening ah. to them like, <laughs> thank you it's just so Thanks great a lot. i love them <laughs> very cool i agree i agree Nice. I think it's been super cool to have you on, on the podcast. So, yeah, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, guys, thanks so much and for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Of course. It's been lovely talking to you. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, word of the day, Albert. Word of the day is Jennings Couch. You should all go and, like, follow him on social media, um, on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and everywhere. His 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 YouTube videos are really cool. The video for <laughs> Taste Like Water is so cool. Oh, for a round man. of ice cream, didn't you? Oh god, that was such so a mess. So cool. Oh man. <laughs> well, at least the band the, the band nearly killed me after that cuz like we were trying we were trying to say to the director, you know, don't get ice cream on the drum kit, don't get it on the guitars, but you know, he totally ignored that. Oh, and there gosh. was fucking ice cream. I mean, <laughs> literally everywhere. everywhere i mean it was disgusting and it you know went moldy after like an hour oh, mm, yum. <laughs> oh, oh gosh <laughs> wow yeah yeah <laughs> on that note go check that video out because it's gonna yeah, be exactly. worth it for you now <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh thank you so oh, much for listening everyone and we'll see you next time <laughs>